And we are so excited about today. There is just something special about baptism weekend, and what a great time. And you're probably out there wondering, you know, how long is this guy going to talk in the sun? So, you know, I'm in the shade at this point, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> but we are going get, to get to it. But, uh, you know, this is a time, as we celebrate this whole baptism thing, of people going public with their faith, saying to their family and saying to their friends around them that I'm going to follow this Jesus no matter what. That they want to go and say, you know, I'm, I'm setting this as a stake in the ground as we say this is the point that I'm going to look back to and say that I following Jesus. And it's just so exciting. And, and you know, it is an exciting time. And, and when I baptize somebody, I get them in the water. And, and I always kind of bring them down a little bit by saying, you know, this is really cool. But I want you to understand, this doesn't make everything go away. That honestly, life may actually get harder. Because what you have said is that you are going to follow Jesus with everything that you've got. You're going to base your life, all your decisions on him, and that puts a target on your back because you are saying that this is my life now, and you are serious, and our enemy doesn't want that to happen because you are a threat at this point. And I think it's not only so special for these people, but it's also special for us as a church today because we are living in an increasingly more and more post-Christian culture which means that, you know, it's not about the church or following Jesus as much as what it used to be, as, you know, honestly, not that long ago, that we're in a culture that, that it's just not that important anymore. It's a side thought, if a thought at all, and that is what we're battling. And it, honestly, it can be discouraging. We actually had some conversations around the office and with the elders this week about how it could be very discouraging of what is happening as we look out in our culture and look out in our world of, of what is happening with Christianity, if you will, or the church, but yet we see these people and we see what's going on today and we know that God is just as active in his life today as he ever has been. And he's changing lives. And we know that we are challenged, we are commanded to go reach the world. And that's exactly what we are addressing as a church with the way that we're looking at things of our mission of transforming lives by helping people take next steps with God. And, and, and as we pour ourselves into that, we've got to understand that as the culture changes, the mission never changes. We know what we are called to do, what we are supposed to do, but yet the methods change. And so will church look different? Probably. But our mission will never change, is watching people's lives be transformed by the cross, by an empty tomb. And that's what we are here to talk about today. And I just want to talk a couple of stories in, in scripture, and, and we're going to look at the first one as the, the very early church, the first church is actually getting started, and what Jesus says to the church, and, and this is in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we look at this sometimes and we say, well, that's a command to us. And yes, even though it is a command, but it's interesting as I was studying this this week, it's more than that. You notice it, it says that we will, that we will receive power, that we will be his witnesses. It's not necessarily a command, it's just is what we are. As, as, as believers, as followers of Jesus, it just kind of flows out of us. It's who we are. We will have power. We will be his witnesses. We can't help it. Because we've been transformed, and the Holy Spirit helps us do that. And then he says, says that we're going to take this to a place, and, and you've got to understand the context of what he's talking about here. He says, you're going to go to Jerusalem, and they are in Jerusalem, and Jesus was just crucified. You talk about a, a culture that is anti-Jesus. They just had someone put to death, and that is where they are heading. 
And then it says to, to Judea, a place that actually rejected Jesus' ministry. It was very difficult for him there. And then in Samaria, a place where there's all kinds of tensions. The Jewish people would not even want to go to Samaria because of all the racial stuff, all the, the, the division that was there. Sound familiar? And then to the ends of the earth, which they knew meant to the Gentiles, who the Jewish people would say that they didn't even deserve to have the gospel. That's what Jesus is telling them to do. We go on. It says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and a bunch of other countries that I don't want to pronounce because I can't. He says, and all we hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. And we teach this piece of scripture a lot of times about how the Holy Spirit has, has, has come upon the disciples to fulfill the great commissions. And in that's true, but there's actually two things happening here. The Holy, the Holy Spirit is coming to the church and giving them boldness, giving them action, giving them a, 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 this fearlessness that they would go out to the very same people who had just crucified Jesus and they would actually point their fingers to him and say, you're the one who killed him, but yet he's alive. He gave him boldness like no one had ever seen before. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit is out on the street stirring questions and curiosity in the people that are about to hear this message. You see, there's a movement inside the church that is happening this brand new entity that no one understood yet. The Holy Spirit is moving inside of this church, but yet on the outside, in the streets, the Holy Spirit is also moving, drawing people in. This one group is prepared to speak, and at the same time, another group is being prepared to listen. One group is being prepared to share the love of God and the gospel of Jesus. At the same time, the other group is being prepared and their hearts are being transformed and changed so that they would listen and receive that very same message. And I think it's imperative for us today as individuals and as a church to pray for our Jerusalem, for our Judea, for our Samaria, to the ends of the earth. We've got to see, if we want to see something happen, we've got to see the Holy Spirit not only move in the in, the, in us and in the church, but also on the outside, drawing people to him. We can't expect transformation and lives being changed unless we are aware that the Holy Spirit is moving us and changing us. At the same time, moving some of our friends closer to him. The Holy Spirit moving in us and also to the people we are praying for, our friends, our family, our co-workers, our, our communities being moved so they can hear the same message that we're prepared to talk about. So what's next for us? What's next for us as individuals, as a church? And I believe we need to be ready to get uncomfortable. And I want to go to a familiar story about Peter, about Peter getting out of a boat and walking on water. 
as uncomfortable as that may have been, I think we have got to prepare ourselves to get out of our own boat. For many of us, it is time to step out of our boat. So let's recap just really quickly is that Peter is a fisherman. That is his trade. That is what he, he did. He was actually the, the, the son of a fisherman. So he had fishing in his blood. He was around boats all of his life. He knew, he knew how to handle a boat. He knew if there's a storm to come, that how to handle this boat so that, that he'd have the best chances of survival. He knew where the safety was. The safety was inside of the boat. He knew that if he was going to do, control any circumstances, that he was going to be in charge. He needed to be in charge, and he would, needed to be in the boat. It was second nature to him. If you wanted to move across water, you used a boat. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake where he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell, and he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for about a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. He said, don't be afraid. Take courage because I am here. And then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus says, yes, come. (laughs) Peter was very comfortable being in a boat. He knew it was very safe being in a boat that boat. And every one of us have our own boat. See, that boat represents our safety zone where we feel comfortable, where we are in control of everything that is happening around us. We strive very hard to build the nicest, strongest boat we possibly can, as comfortable as it can be, so we have our safety around us. We want to be there so we can control all the circumstances, anything that the world may throw at us. Our boat represents a place where we have full control. But here's what's interesting about this whole story. Jesus actually met Peter for the very first time in Luke chapter 5 in a boat. Jesus went to the place where Peter was the most comfortable, and he starts a relationship with him. He doesn't ask him anything. He's just inside of the boat with him, having a conversation, getting to know each other. He's meeting with Peter exactly where he is, in his comfort zone, in his stability, where he wants to be, where he knows, and and he just starts building this relationship in the midst of, of his safety, comfortable boat. But after a while, that relationship continued to grow. And Peter started experiencing some of the things that Jesus was doing and seeing seeing his ministry and and understanding what was actually going on. And, And as they became closer, there came a day when Jesus asked Peter to get out of his comfort zone, out of his boat, and walk on water. And everything that Peter knew about water, everything he knew about safety, everything he knew about being in a boat in a storm was challenged. See, there is nothing wrong with Peter's boat at this point. It's not going under. It's where he can control everything that is actually going on around here. But there's something inside of Peter that knows there's something more than the safety and the comfortable situation that he is in and to experience more, and to see more, that he needed to take a step, even if it didn't make any sense. 
And he asks, if it's you, Jesus, tell me to come. And Jesus says to come. See, if you want to have a different kind of life than what you're having, if you want to experience the fullness of what God has in store for you, there are times that we have got to get out of our comfortable safety zones, our boats, and step on a place that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You need to do something you've never done before so you can see something you've never seen before. You need to do something you've never done before so you can experience something that you've never experienced before. And in a little while, we're going to have some people step out of their boat and get baptized. Some of them are, are honestly, they're, they're, they're probably fearful at this point. They're a little bit apprehensive, if you will. They don't necessarily know what's next for them. They just know that this is next for them. They don't think that this whole thing is going to just make life easier. It's just that I know my next step is to following Jesus with everything that I've got. And there will be setbacks. I mean, let's face it, Peter had one immediately. He no longer got out of the boat that he started sinking and called for Jesus to save him. Those things happen to us, even when we're out there taking these dangerous next steps. But we are so proud of them for having the courage in front of everyone saying, you know what, yes, I am going public and I'm going to go get dunked. We love that. Because Jesus has told them to come, and they are following I don't know what your boat is, but you have one. I have one. And I want you to know there's a day coming that Jesus is going to ask you to step out of it. And everything inside of you is going to want to stay in your com comfort zone. You're, everything, everything inside of you is going to want you to stay in a place where you have control of everything, where you've got it all figured out from your retirement to your savings to you name it. Your whole family, it's, it's, it's this fun little, sometimes even a Christian little bubble. And Jesus is saying, it's time for you to step out of that where it's not as easy and familiar. And those are the times we have to ask ourselves, are we acting more out of fear or are we acting more out of faith? Because if you have the courage to step out, if you have the courage to step out on faith, man, you will walk on water. John Ortberg, an author, in his book, If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat, says this, and I love this statement. He says, there is something, someone inside us who tells us there is more to life than sitting in the boat. You were made for something more. There is something inside you that wants to walk on the water, to leave the comfort of routine existence and abandon yourself to the high adventure of following God. Isn't that what we're all after? Don't we want that kind of life where we're making an impact in others' lives, where we're seeing other people come to know this Jesus who paid the ultimate price for them, who loves them and is pursuing a relationship with them? Isn't that the kind of life that we are looking for? And yes, we're going to expect problems through the whole thing. There's going to be times that are going to be fearful, and we just got to accept that fear and move through it because that is how we grow in our relationships. There's going to be times we're going to get locked down and, and, and things aren't going to go well, and we didn't see that thing coming, and, and we're going to feel like a failure. But that is, again, how we grow. And when we do that, we connect to God in such a much deeper level. If you don't step out of your boat, you may never experience what God has called you to do and experience. And if we as individuals and as a church 
have the courage to step out of our boats, our comfort zones, those things that just are, are easy. We're going to see some amazing things. You know what we're going to find? We're going to find that the Holy Spirit has prepared us to talk about a message. And we're going to find out that the people around us in our sphere of influence has been prepared by the Holy Spirit to accept that message anywhere and everywhere we go. Yes, it's a scary place outside the boat, but it's where we are called to live. Will you join us in that? Let's pray together. Father, this day is so special as we see people getting baptized, saying that I want to follow you with all, and I want everybody to know that's what I'm doing. And we are so thrilled, and we are so excited about that. But Father, where we are in our culture and, and, and in our lives is so easy, and I know it too well for myself, is that it's very easy to be comfortable and not stretch ourselves, thinking that it's scary that something may go wrong out there, but that is where you're calling us. So, Father, I pray for everyone out here that we will figure out what our boat is, where it is that we are afraid to step out of, and that we will see you with your hand outstretched and ask, should I come? And you will say yes. And we will see not only our lives transformed, but we will see others transformed. We will give you all the praise and all the glory for it. It's in the amazing name of Jesus we pray. Amen.